Well, boys, we're back with the B1 podcast. Uh, lots of stuff to catch up on since we uh, last had one put out. Um, free agency started the 9th. Lots of uh, trades and signs to catch up on. So let's just dive right into it. So, Omera, before we start, you said that you wanted to talk about uh, the team that's been making a whole bunch of moves lately, the Sens with signing Matt Murray. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, that Matt Murray signing was a little bit confusing to me, especially with Melnick as the owner. I didn't think that they were going to give him that big of an overpay. I don't know. I don't know if you guys think it's an overpay, but for a guy who had kind of two good postseasons behind some unreal teams, uh, and then nothing really after that. I don't know how he got more money than guys like Markstrom and Holpe. You know what I mean? Um, well, because of that, I pretty much before this whole uh, trade, uh, sorry, the free agency started, the Suns, they were about $20 million below the cap floor, yes? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so maybe that... Maybe more. Yeah, so that just sort of goes to show it's like, okay, they're able to overpay these guys because they have to hit that floor, right? I mean, when you look at it... Yeah. Uh, as a rookie, I mean, sure, it wasn't quite his cup because he had Flurry, like, play the first few rounds, right? right? So, I mean, he still has one, two Stanley Cups, and you don't luck your way into a Stanley Cup, right? No, I get that, but I don't I don't know if he's a six. He, he's the most paid goalie in this year's goalie class, and if you look at the mm-hmm. other names that were there, yeah. like I was saying, Markstrom, right? He's been a great goalie for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holpe, who, you know, I would I – would, Arguably, arguably take over Markstrom and Murray. So, really? I don't know. Holpe. Yeah, man. Huh. I don't find the signing that bad. Um, obviously, Ottawa had to get to the cap floor, and I don't think they're a team that wants to spend that money on impact players who are actually going to make them better at this point in time. Like, so you don't think I'll- Murray makes them better? Well, obviously he does because the goaltending last year was Anderson and who? Um, yeah, I don't even know who their backup was. Anders Nilsson. So, yeah. so I think this move sort of sets them up to be able to reach the cap floor the next couple of years while they have all these guys still in their entry-level deals. And then they'll have to sign like, the Chucks and the Branson yeah. and the Stutzels and et cetera. Um, so I don't mind it. Uh, and especially compared to the other goalie signings, I think those are just because those goalies wanted to compete and go to good teams. And obviously, money's tight in the league right now, so the good teams don't have any. Um, so unless, like, Markstrom wanted to go to fucking Detroit, then <laughs> I think he's happy with the pay cut. Yeah. Um, you Omer, you were talking about how you said that you would uh, rank Holpe – over top of uh, Murray and Markstrom, yes? Yeah, I mean, he's – I think he's been a top, you know, at least 10 goalie in the league for years now. I mean, he, he had a couple tough last seasons. But, again, he's a guy that's kind of like Murray in a way that he got – he won a cup when he was pretty young. But he had some really great seasons before that, and he had a, and he had a couple after that. I so mean, I think, just, I think he's just way more proven. I think – Hope he got a good contract. I think he got it on a bit more of a bargain. I think he could have gotten at least five million. I mean, but, I'm looking at Hopey stuff right here, and pretty much uh, after the 2016-17 season, where he had a he put up a 9.25 save percentage, he dropped off to a 9.07. He slightly improved uh, to a 9.11 in the uh, 
2018-19 season, but then he dropped to below a uh, 900 this past season. And that's not to say that Matt Murray didn't have a rough season too, because he uh, also posted an 899 save, which is below 900. But looking at uh, uh, Matt Murray's past, he does happen to have a higher save percentages overall. Than yeah, in a short, shorter, shorter uh, smaller, smaller sample size. size. Exactly. But that's also showing that Holpe right now is like on the down line because he's 31 years old and Matt Murray's only uh, 26. Yeah. Well, hope he's only on a two-year deal, so it's not like they're committing into him long-term. Yeah, no, exactly. He's just there to kind of be that 1B for, for, um, for Demko, Demko while he, Demko, while he develops yeah. a little bit more. Oh, yeah, that's still going to be a quality tandem for goaltenders, right? I mean, we saw Demko in the playoffs. That yeah. was full beast mode, right? Um, yeah. Let's see. Ottawa. Speaking of guys uh, replacing guys in the in – the, in the West, what, so now that Petrangelo has gone to the Knights, what do you guys think of Krug replacing Petrangelo in, uh, at uh, St. Louis? Um, I think talent-wise, it's a clear downgrade. I don't yeah, know if you Petrangelo is no, probably top five defenseman in the top NHL. three. I'd say. Probably. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think that hurts St. Louis. But I mean, they have Falk and Pareko, and it softens the blow a little bit. Right. Yeah, they, they have enough guys that can share the load, but it, it obviously hurts losing someone of that caliber. But also, you got to keep in mind, though, because um, I believe Petrangelo was asking for about $9 million with the Blues, somewhere yeah. around that area. And they got Krug for almost $3 million less than that. So, I mean, given that salary difference and the skill difference, do you think that's, like, actually not bad at all? I mean, personally, looking at the skill difference, Krug is still a great defense. Like great, great defenseman, right? Oh yeah. So I mean, brings a little bit more offense. He's just not as as solid on D, right? Yeah, but when you look at it though, you're saving that three million where you can go out and add some more pieces that you might need because they're still a contending team. If Bennington can yeah. rebound, because he had a bit of a down season. I mean, he's had two seasons, so we don't really know what to get with him, right? Yeah. So small sample size there, but looking at it. I mean, personally, I think that because I heard that um, Petrangelo, like after the uh, discussions broke off with them, right? I mean, why wouldn't yeah. you go out and get the next best defenseman on the market? Which I think we can all agree Krug was the second best. Yeah, there, right? no, no, 100%. So, I mean, but why I not think, I think Petrangelo's game mm-hmm. translate, translates more to like when he gets older, whereas Krug, who's more offensive, mm-hmm. uh, a more offensive style, those guys tend to fall off a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's more skating involved with the offensive D-men than there is defensive, yeah. right? Because there's more skating. You have to be able to keep up, right? Um, yeah. So, speaking of Krug, looking at the uh, Bruins' defense now, they're starting to get a little weaker back there. Looking tough, yeah. I so, mean, the, uh, Pasternak and Marshan are going to miss the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah, four and five yeah, months Mar- And Pasternak will miss, like, into February. Uh, Pasternak's, like- Pasternak is going into March. And then uh, Marchand is into February, so. so but yeah, the Bruins will still find a way, and like it's it's the it's the fucking Bruins, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, like uh, they're losing Big Z back there. Like they're not losing him, but like he's getting. Yeah, up he's there. he's not a top right. one guy anymore, right? He's yeah, with that. How do you even know why he's still in the league? To be honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Petrangelo obviously came in, seven years, eight point eight, not a bad deal. He's thirty though, so I don't know how that's going to look by the last couple of years. But to get a guy like that, you have to give him that term. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But I get they they had to ship out Schmidt, who was you know maybe behind Theodore is arguably their their number one D man. So and they had to get who they who they uh, dump to for some more cap relief. Oh, um, also, Amir, just before we get more into it, uh, Petrangelo, he he was just shy of nine million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, they moved out Schmidt. <laughs> Jake, you bastard. What? I'm giving out the real stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> just repeating what, what the fuck I said. No, you said 8 mil. I'm saying they're just shy of 9. No, I said 8.8. 8. I heard yeah. 8. That's all I heard because you were like... Oh, sorry. Okay, well, we can... We'll just... Yeah, we'll cut that out. Cut. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I didn't hear the 8. He's like, Nick, where are you going with this? <laughs> no, like, he cut out for me when he said that. So I just heard the oh, 8. okay, like, fuck. That's like almost a million dollars. Uh, all right, so yeah, so Schmidt. <laughs> sh- all right, starting now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, who they ship out? Uh, Paul Schmidt. Stashley. Yeah, no. Schmidt and Paul Stashley. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Does that really make the team better if they lose a guy, um, like their number, basically their number two center and uh, their number two D man? Yeah, Vegas is a little weak down the middle after William Carlson now. Um, just going down the list, I think Cody Glass is the next guy, and you know he's promising, so you never know. Um, but then it drops Chandler Stevenson yeah. and Tom Nosek on the fourth line. It's not the greatest center, but no. uh, they also have Alec Martinez on the blue line to sort of replace Schmidt for the yeah. one year. But, uh, I mean, I guess the rest of their top six is pretty nasty. Yeah, uh, they're very insane. But I don't know. I don't know how much better this makes the team be honest i think that their defense gets better but it did hurt their offense with, with the stash leaving, right oh absolutely and when looking at it now because they were uh like projected to be way above the cap initially after they like until they move those guys out and they have next to no breathing room with petra with the petrangelo contract right so i mean when you look at it i think it more or less hurts the team with them signing him just because yeah. they're not going to be able to fill that hole where they're taking the uh, impact, yeah. right? I don't know. It's uh, And Stastny's a kind of like – he's a step below that Selkie level, right, where he's a defensive center. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Jake? Yeah, so he's, oh, a step below, he's, a, he's a step below that Selkie center and who brings you a good amount of offense still. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like the move that much, but obviously it lands them Petrangelo, so you can't complain too much. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree, 8.8 for Petrangelo, that's actually a pretty good price considering, like, what's my Yeah, it's a good price for the first four years, I'd say. After that, mm-hmm. it's kind of hit or miss. You know, some guys yeah. like uh, Weber kind of keep going through their, through their late to mid, uh, mid-30s. mid mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, you'll just have to see. Uh, and then the other guy, Taylor Hall, last kind of – last kind of uh, that top Big three, fish. Uh, Big fish. Yeah. One year, eight million for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Just before we start, I wanted to read off Buffalo's projected top six for you guys next year. Right. Let's hear it. So we got first line Hall, Eichel, Olafson. That's a second nasty line, top line Skinner, Stahl, and Reinhardt. That's looking nice, man. It is looking nice, but at the That's same the... time, you gotta hope that uh, Skinner can rebound from the season he had. I have no doubts that he's going to be better than he was this year. Yeah, yeah. They also have Dylan Cousins and Marco, no, uh, Jack Quinn. I don't know if either of them will make yeah. it this year. but Cody Eakin, too, they brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know. Buffalo, like, we've been saying this for years. Like, oh, Buffalo might actually be a good team this year. And they well, start I mean, off the season, like, 20 and 0 or whatever, and then they yeah. always fucking miss the playoffs. But exactly. uh, I think this year they, they could do it. Could do it. Buffalo Especially with Buffalo. A lot yeah. of players expiring on contracts next year, so I don't know what they're going to need next offseason, yeah. including Taylor Hall. But like you said, they have younger guys on entry-level deals that might be able to come in and replace. Like if Jack Quinn is, yeah. can score goals at the same rate as he did in, in juniors, like that's a perfect replacement for Hall if he doesn't resign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's move to a uh, another team here that, uh, once again, popular and uh, – no matter how you look at them, whether you love them or hate them, they're going to be a popular team no matter what. Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, the Brody uh, signing? Brody signing. They added quite a few additional pieces, too. Simmons, they got big Bogo back there now. Bogo Norris, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it, but, yeah, I don't know. I, at first, I didn't like the, the pick, honestly. I thought – I don't know. I guess I just haven't watched a lot of TJ Brody. But uh, mm-hmm. he's definitely – he's a good pickup. It's, just, it's a lot of cap for a team that's already – Cap strapped, you know what I mean? I mean, beforehand, I mean, looking at it, when I first uh, saw the news break about it, I'm like, that's that's way too much for the guy. That's way too much. But the, but the more I get looking at it, these guys have been – they almost got him last year in the uh, Kadri trade. But uh, he exited out because he didn't want to go to the Flames, right? So, I mean, it's not like the Leafs haven't just been like, okay, we need a guy, we'll get him. Like, they've had their eye on him for a good amount of time by now. So, I mean – Looking what you get with him, he plays the right side as a left shot. You know what? I'm not going to complain too much about the hand in this when it's like, okay, they need good defensemen. Get that yeah. first because you can always improve on how you play on the other side, right? Um, but for the BOGO signing too, one million, big body. Yeah, as long no, as he's not that's, that's trying that's, to do a bunch of stuff. I think they're great signings. The team was clearly one of the weakest in the league. I think they had the least amount of hits per game in the in the play-ins and playoffs, which is why I guess they didn't make it past Columbus. But uh, I think these are nice to make them more physical. The only problem is that these guys play such limited roles. How much of an impact is it going to make? Yeah. It goes and in, in uh, Simmons will play, what, 10 minutes each a night, so... Well, I mean, that's if that for uh, Bogosian, right? Because he could very well take Marincin's, uh seventh D-man. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I think I can speak for mostly fans when we say I'd rather have Dermot or Hall out there instead of Bogosian. I mean... I don't know. I like haven't watched enough, enough Leafs, but... Skill-wise, I'd prefer them out. But, I mean, they need that uh, toughness, right? So, having Bogosian out there and you put him with Lettinen or Dermot or whatever, who are more skilled guys, or at least we're hoping for Latin in. Could be a good But you combo. look at the guys, too, that they had to ship out to sign mm-hmm. Brody. Guys like Kapanen, guys like Janssen. Yeah. Like, that that hurts, man. That hurts their offensive yeah. production, especially well, in the I middle mean, six. Have to move. Hmm? Who are they going to move to sign Mikheyev and Dermot? Or are they going to move those guys? And if they do, I mean, that, they lose even more depth. I could see them moving Hall because we have they have Sandine and they have Lilligren coming up, but who are Sandine is looking promising. He cracked the lineup this year because like injuries, but even when he did crack the lineup, he did look impressive. It's just most of the fact where he's still a little small, right? Yeah. So I mean, if if you ask me if they have to ship out one of their defensemen, I would say Hall 
Currently, he is still better than Dermot, but I feel like Dermot has a higher higher ceiling, and he's also five years younger, I think. Yeah. And also, he's just got that pain in the ass type of game that he plays. Like he's not like. Yeah, that's what the Exactly. He's like a little pest, right? I mean, he sort of fills in what Kapanen was trying to be for a little bit, where he was just trying to be that little agitator on the team. But since yeah. he's gone, I mean, Dermot also is taking that role up on the defensive end as well. So I think it could look promising if you have that annoying guy on the back end and you put him with uh, Bogosian, who can just knock your teeth out if he wants. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad pairing. All right, then uh, I guess we'll move on to the, the a sign that I really liked as a Habs fan, uh, Tyler Toffoli to Montreal. Another guy that Vancouver loses. Uh, Montreal picks him up for four times uh, 4.3 million. I think the uh, part to uh, point out with here is, with uh, Toffoli, is he got signed for less than Josh Anderson. So, I yeah. mean, it sort of balances out that trade, right? I mean, that Josh Anderson looked, looks rough. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, but I mean, we'll see. He, if he gets back to to that season where he scored twenty seven goals, that's that's a good signing. But it's just about you know he had an injury year last year. We're not sure how he's going to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that you know the Habs must have done their scouting. They wouldn't have traded uh, Domi if they didn't if they weren't confident that that Anderson was able to come back healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's a great signing. The Habs add another guy who scored you know thirty goals. Uh, yeah. And now the Habs in their top, the Habs have six guys who like year by year consistently give you twenty to twenty five goals, and three of them uh, have had thirty goal seasons before. Yeah, and it's also I'm looking signing. at the term go right. It's a great signing for under four point five million. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's probably because of the cap situation in the league right now, but only for four years too for a twenty eight year old. Even if it goes bad, you can wait it out. It's yeah. not the end of the world, yeah. but. Worst case scenario, he's scoring as a third line forward for you, and even then, you can't complain. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. but the Habs still don't have that you know top line forward. <laughs> they ba- right now they basically have you know two second lines and and one like kind of fringe second third line. You know what I mean? So yeah. they have a lot of depth in goal scoring, which I guess is good, but. Not not that guy who can consistently give you those game-changing goals. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Anybody else to Montreal you want to talk about, Omer? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, they most of the other signings were pretty minor. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, if yeah, that's the case. Thing, one big thing I want to point about, about Montreal is I'm just looking at their cat-friendly. And next offseason, you guys just on the forward core are losing Tatar, Gallagher, Dino, Armia, Lekkonen, Kakaniemi. Well, I don't know if we're losing them. Well, we to I just mean them. their contracts are expiring, and a lot of them are going to look for upgrades. Maybe not so much the depth guys, but the young guys like Kakaniemi. Yeah, Tatar's yeah. gone. Tatar is going to be gone for sure next year. Kakaniemi. Uh, I mean, depending on the season he has next year, he's not going to need a huge raise. Maybe he's going to want a bridge, uh, you know, kind of like a two-year, three million type contract. And you got to remember too, we're bringing in, we're going to be bringing in guys like Cole Caulfield, yeah, by next year. So maybe that'll replace some of the offense. Uh, but yeah, there is going to be some big decisions going forward for them. 
Um, uh, any other big sign? I guess Craig Smith. Did you guys want to talk about Craig Smith? Yeah, we can talk about him. Um, okay, well, after this, I think we should talk about Vancouver. Just cut. Yeah, we'll that's, cut right that's what I wanted to go into, yeah. Talk about Vancouver. So let's, let's talk about Vancouver right now. Fuck Craig Smith, All right. dude. All right. So, uh, Vancouver. Um, what are they doing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. I just no, I mean, like, no, but seriously, I mean, they've lost Stetcher, they've lost Markstrom, they've lost Tanov. Yeah, I mean, they've had a rough offseason for a rebuilding Absolutely. team yeah. to lose that many guys. Well, not even a rebuilding team. Like they were looking pretty promising even going to those playoffs. But now oh, it's just like I mean. with all the, their shitty contracts that they have, right? They're just absolutely screwing themselves over. I mean, I think they have Jay Beagle at like four million or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have Louis Erickson at <laughs> six still. Uh, that, that hurts. They, they I know they got. They have a lot of bad contracts. Some of them are expiring next year, like Sutter and uh, Berchi. Jay Beagle's got a couple more years, and Antoine Roussel, but um, they also got to find a way to sign Vertan and, and Gaudet still this this off season, uh, with one point nine million in space. And whatever they do this off se- season, they also have to keep in mind that next year they're re-signing Pedersen and Hughes, who combined yeah, to pick up a. Yeah, you know, that's gonna be crazy. I mean, yeah, those guys might get you know, seven, sixteen, seventeen million dollars combined, right? Yeah. Um, definitely in a very tough position for a young team trying to improve. That's why. That's why I was confused as to why. I mean, I get they they only traded a third for him, but why they they picked up Schmidt? He's still on a pretty long term contract at a pretty at a at some like five six million. Yeah, five point um, million. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know what I mean? They they do still have to resign Vertanen. Um. And they, they already lost guys like Toffoli, who were kind of big for their team at the end of the year. Uh, Stetcher, who's kind of been a mainstay on the blue line for a, a few years now. Um, so I don't know how much better they really got this offseason. Uh, on the bright side, they have Demko and Holtby in net for five million, 5.3 combined, which is a pretty yeah. good goaltending uh, combination, especially at that hit. But that defense just changed completely and I don't know if it improved or not. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see going forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely do think we can see a bit of a fall off in their game. That's my opinion, but... I mean, the, the other guys are just going to have to pick it up, right? Exactly. He's just going to have to have a, a monster sophomore season. I would not uh, surprise me if he does. He's only going to get better, right? No, exactly. Uh <laughs> I think they'll be fine just because of how weak the Pacific Division is. Other than Vegas, who knows how yeah. good the other team is going to be. So, oh, yeah. I'm sure they'll still be a, a playoff team, whether it's wild card yeah. or not. Just because of, you know, the, the state of the West right now, it's not stacked like the East looks like it's going to be for the next few years. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I think but, that's the only thing helping them out. But I don't, I don't see them as a, a contender any more than they were this year. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, like, they gave up more than they got, but at the same time, if they can perform how they performed last year with that goaltending back there as well, two good goalies, right? So they should be fine. Well, it's just about how their their young guys improve. 
if they end up improving and filling those gaps, then these moves don't look too bad, especially with how you were saying, Roy, some of those contracts expiring next year. Um, but that's going to be the big if for them this year. Um, moving to another team over in the West, um, Edmonton. They got hey, we predicted it. We predicted Barry right there. Hey? We did indeed. Absolutely. Um, how do you feel about the uh, contract? Nice contract. One year, $3.5 million. Can't argue with that. Is that yeah. That's, uh, that's a great contract for a guy who's, who's like easily a top four defenseman. He'll help out their power play. Um, great contract. Um, I think he'll fit well with the team, especially with we don't know what's happening with Oscar Clefbaum right now. So they needed to fill that hole. Um, yeah, that's what I got to say. I mean, I, I say expect him to put up 60 points next year. Playing on the power play, which is kind of his specialty, with guys like uh, – McDavid, obviously, Dreisaitl, uh, you know, Nuge. There's a couple – there's a lot of guys on that team that, that can produce on the power play. And Barry, that's kind of – that's his thing, right? We saw that this year in Toronto. He doesn't do much in terms of defense. Um, but he does put up points for you on the power play. So I think look for a 60-point season for him. Yeah. I just definitely think, looking at their contract, they definitely got a steal on him, right, just because he had such a down year with Toronto with the whole Babcock situation and the switching of coaches. I mean, like you guys said, um, Edmonton, like they sort of do need more help scoring aside from their like top three guys, right? So, I mean, if you can get somebody who can put up the points on the back end, who can also just sort of be a quarterback for the power play at that price, yeah. that's a great sign, especially when he's a top four D-man for under $4 million. Yeah, and he was looking for a, like an eight-by-eight eight last year, right, from the Avalanche. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. if you get him for one year, you know, no risk, basically. Oh, yeah. And – you're seeing a lot of guys take contracts like that just because the just because the the flat cap, you know. Same same thing with Toffoli that we talked about earlier. Like, there's no way he's getting signed for that low if the cap goes up, right? Mm -hmm. Even Taylor Hall signing one year. I mean, I think he'll benefit playing with Eichel. They'll just rack up points, and next year he'll cash in. Yeah. Um. But. All right. So we're gonna wrap it up here. We're running out of time. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed. If you liked it. Hit like on the video. If you really liked it, hit subscribe. You know, it always helps out. Um, and also check us out on Spotify. We recently got moved over there as well. So check it out.